Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other host. I am Tenant Michael, and I'm back here in fighting form, ready for a whole new season and a whole new year, because it's 2020, and this is our first episode of the year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you're saying that like a radio DJ, Mike, but... It is our first episode of 2020. Can you believe it's 2020? I can't believe it. If if I had any idea when I was a young man that one day I'd be podding in 2020, I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, when you were like 11 or 12 and you imagined what would it be like when it's 2020, could, oh, did you pick could you what would you have said if if you had said you'd be in this this sort of dank apartment podcasting oh i never would have believed it because i was very convinced i'd be dead i I, to be honest when we started this podcast i wouldn't have guessed you'd make it to 2020 you i know you're a betting man and i bet you uh sure i bet you regret not betting on my mortality i certainly do so it's the first week of 2020 it's a glum time and we thought it would be nice if to make ourselves feel good we treated ourselves that's right it's a depressing time of year and remember in Parks and Rec when they did the whole treat yourself oh, thing? That's what yes. I'm. That's what I was. That's what I'm thinking here. So we, we decided to to treat ourselves. It's January. It sucks. It's dark. Um. So I did something this week that I've always wanted to do. What's that? Well, you know I'm a big Dyson guy. I have all Dyson products here. Oh, Dyson, like the the British uh, inventor man. That's right. He does yeah. vacuums and more. And um, I've been feeling kind of crap. To be honest, because um, every year they put out new Dysons, but it, you feel sort of stupid. Like you don't want to buy a new vacuum when you bought one three years ago. They're like a thousand dollars. But I decided, screw it. It's twenty twenty, and I'm treating myself. And I got a big old garbage bag, and I grabbed <laughs> my Dyson stuff that was maybe two three years old, and I threw it in that damn ass garbage bag. And I bought myself a brand new Dyson V eleven Absolute Plus cordless vacuum, a Dyson purifier heating fan and also a new thing they have now a dyson home security system i had i other than the security system i had the fan and i had the vacuum right for the last two years and i just wanted the new model and i decided i'm not going to feel bad about this so bye bye two-year-old dyson vacuum and fan hello brand new dyson vacuum and fan i'm treating myself and i feel good about that she just threw away your dyson like uh, your perfectly good dyson stuff I did, yeah, because it's treating myself uh, January. Okay, seems a bit wasteful, and and uh, I didn't know that Dyson was in the home security business. They've started it now. Yeah, so, they've they've got just gotten into it. It's it's like their vacuums and fans. It's expensive, but okay. it's it looks beautiful. Quiet, I imagine as well. It's quiet, um, hygienic. It's hygienic. The cameras are really beautiful to look at. They look like the fans. I've just got these sort of uh, orbs floating around everywhere, filming everything. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations, I guess. I mean, it seems wasteful to me, but uh, there you go. Um, For me, to treat myself, I did something a little bit more organic. Okay. Now, you may have noticed, James, I've got some little friends uh, sort of scurrying around here in the apartment today. Yes. There are three 
three cats in here? Three little kittens. Yeah. All in a row. <laughs> uh, yes, I've uh, I've become the owner of three little kittens, and they're just wonderful. These little guys and a girl. It's two two boys and a girl, and uh, they've just brightened up my life. I uh, I love petting them. I love feeding them, and uh, it's a funny story how I got them. I was, you know, how uh, sometimes you see people put out garbage on the curb like you threw out your dyson my stuff. dyson vacuum and dyson Airblade, yeah so every now and then it's a it's the funniest thing people throw out a toilet yes a toilet and they put a toilet on the curb have you seen this i have yeah i think it's funny to take pictures of curb toilets and i post them all over twitter and instagram and uh, i was taking a picture of one of these these johns and i heard some uh, some some meowing and i said to myself what the what the heck this toilet haunted it wasn't haunted in fact three little kittens were living inside this curb toilet and i i just my heart melted and i said get in get up here and i reached into the toilet and i took those three cats i put them in my overcoat and i took them home it was like uh divine intervention so you have three toilet cats Yes. Well, they were briefly living in the toilet, and now they're living here. Can I just say, Mike, I love... Hey, I love animals. You know, I'm a meat eater. I love animals. Um, that's your apartment I'm is, not serving you my kittens for for supper, if that's where you're getting at. Your apartment is pretty small. Mm-hmm. You're single. You live alone. Yeah. You should... I mean... It's crazy that you have three cats. I think three. No, I think as a single man, I think it's crazy that I didn't have three cats before. Yeah, God, because they've brightened up my life, and now I feel like I've got three friends living here. It's almost like the sitcom Friends. They don't even look. They're not like cute kittens. They look. They look like toilet cats. Like they're one of them is an eye bigger than the other. That listen, that one has like porcupine quills it looks like it's not even fur i'm bringing them to a vet as soon as i have the money and the time but they're my best friends and i as i was saying before you interrupted me let me guess the taxpayers should pay for you to take them to the vet unbelievable nope what i was saying is that i feel like i'm living in the show friends now where i am uh you know uh, chandler or uh, joey or the other guy and these are my friends now. Well, they're going to be your only friends, Mike, because when people come to your apartment and see you're a single man with three cats. Actually, I heard that uh, women dig a guy who has three cats. No, they... Oh, my God. I think I'm a little allergic, and that's something I am going to have to address. Um, but they are very good. Anyway. All right. So those are just got two three cats now in this bachelor apartment. Great. Yes. Right. Um, well, uh, maybe it's time to move on to our segment, uh, Mike. Yes, and just before we move on to our segment, we would like to remind all of the listeners out there that we do have a Patreon account, and we would very much appreciate it if you helped us out there. And if you're already helping us there, oh, thank you. Give yourself a pat on the back. Thank you. Oh, and I want to give a shout out to a guy named James who works Hold at on. Fresh. Okay, okay. Because I went in to buy one of those little seven dollar bottles of juice. And he said he listens to the pod and he loves it. Really? Yes. Now, you, I, when you said I want to send a shout out to James, I thought, is he sending a shout out to himself? Uh, because, well, I wouldn't put it past me. That is crazy. But this is no, nice no, to it was know. The same name. Right. So thank you. Thank you, James. And James. Oh, Michael. Well, uh, shall we move on to our, oh my God, are you okay? Yes. Shall we move on to our segment? Let's do it. 
All right. Now, uh, this segment, straightforward to the point, 2020 predictions. It's a new year, and we've got some uh, ideas about what might happen over the next 12 months. Um, do you want to go first? Yes, please. Sure. So 2020, you know, we're in early January. Who knows what's going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. It's anyone's game. Mm-hmm. But here's one thing I'm pretty sure is going to happen. So I'm confident to predict that in 2020, even more male comedians will hit the gym and get ripped. You know, just oh. before the new year, we saw Kumail Nanjani was ripped as heck mm-hmm. um, for his Marvel role. And I think the brother from Killing of a Sacred Deer is also uh, very ripped. Who's that? You know, the weirdo from that movie? I didn't see that movie. Well, you got to see that movie, and there's a weirdo, and now he's uh, very it's fit. It's a thing, though. Comedians are getting ripped. Yes. Camille looked sick. Well, he, he was looked, so ripped, he looked sick. Sometimes people get so uh, fit that they, yeah, they look like they, they're dying of a disease. Mm-hmm. Especially runners. Mm. You notice uh, people who are uh, big runners, they look like they're wasting away. They do. Uh, and running uh, to the grave. Couldn't have put it better. But I believe this is the year that Louis Anderson, Artie Lang, and yes, Fluffy himself, Gabriel Iglesias, will hit the gym and get pumped up. I would love to see Louis Anderson with uh, Kumail's abs. Absolutely. Imagine if they were uh, played rivals in a movie. You know what would be an interesting thing to imagine? Louis Anderson as wide as he is now, but with Kumail's abs. Oh my God. And would the abs be wide? I might have to to open a window here. It's getting hot just thinking about that. Hmm. My first prediction for 2020, straight, simple, and to the point. Prince Andrew is having a comeback. He had a rough year in 2019, but I think 2020, let's just say I have a pretty good idea that things might turn around for him. Really? Interesting. You think that um, within the span of just one year, the public will, you know... Welcome him back with open arms. After, In the right circumstances, I think the public's the public will will be ready to embrace him again. He uh, he wasn't welcome to go and accompany the royal family to their Christmas uh, visit to church. Well, he had to go to a different a different church service because the family didn't want him around. Wow. Well, maybe something will happen. The right circumstances that will that will uh, facilitate a comeback. I wonder. Hmm. Interesting. All right, my second prediction for 2020. Um, and is it what? What is what year is this? In uh, you know how it's like sometimes it's the year of the monkey or the year of the the lion. Do you know what year I, we're in? I don't know. <laughs> oh, James just dropped his phone. Either way, I think that in 2020 there's going to be a big shift in music, in popular music, and unfortunately, 2020 R.I.P. Hip Hop. That's right. It's going to be the official end of the supremacy of hip hop as the most popular uh, musical genre. Whoa! Will you see rock coming back? Well, not exactly. Uh, Let me, if I may finish. I think hip hop will be replaced by neo-Celtic folk rock, and that will become the most popular sound out there. It'll be blasting out of cars and store windows and and boom boxes so, and we're so gonna kids see... will in, on tiktok instead of lip-syncing yes. to hip-hop songs they'll instead be of little nas x it'll be you know lorena mckinnett or the rankin family hell even alan doyle he'll be in the number one uh spot on the billboard charts and i i'd be surprised um if they all didn't headline coachella together okay imagine that alan doyle doing a duet with a um, hologram of Tupac Shakur. All right, well, good or Roy luck Orbison. with that. 
Yeah, or Actually. Roy Orbison, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I guess we'll see. I'm not sure you have your finger on the pulse of the music scene, but know. we'll see. Here's my second 2020 prediction. I am going to sell my movie. Uh, I have a pitch coming up later this month. I wrote a screenplay over the holidays. Really? And um, yeah, I've got a pitch meeting set up. So That's exciting. My prediction is um, I'm going to sell this effing movie. I'm going to make a movie. Well, James, I didn't know that you were working on this. It's, it's I'm just shocked. This is, you kept it such Something a secret. Something dreamed up over the holidays, and yeah, I've got a pitch set up. So That's exciting. Can you tell us anything uh, about right the now, movie? Not right now, but uh, all will be revealed. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. I'm. You know, we have we have had our differences in the past, but I'm rooting for you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, all right. That's exciting. So my third and final prediction for 2020 is. Um, I'm going to break my three-year streak, knock on wood, and this year I'm going to surprise everyone by not having a heart attack. Right. Listeners will know that for the past three years, 2019, 2018, 2017, each year I've had, like clockwork, I've had a, a massive heart attack each of those years, and this is the year that I break the curse. It's weird. I mean, uh, it, it is like clockwork. I, your body, it, it's like... Uh, yeah. April 3rd every yeah, year. Yeah, every year it's April 3rd. It's almost like, you know how you're, you get into a rhythm with sleep and you wake up at the same time every day? It's like yeah. your body knows April 3rd. My ticker's just like, what day is it? Oh, April 3rd? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's, uh, maybe, your, maybe your heart uh, has a good union and has just a holiday that day and says, I'm not working <laughs> April 3rd. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Must never... be a lot of stress and dread leading up to April every year. Yes, it's very, it's debilitating. All right, my third and final 2020 prediction is a pretty exciting one. That is that my movie starring Prince Andrew will be shot and screened this year just in time to be considered for the 2021 Oscars or Canadian Screen Awards or Golden Globes. Yes, that's right, folks. Prince and yes, it's all connected. So his comeback is because of your movie. Yes. Okay. I wrote a movie for Prince Andrew that we're going to shoot this year, God willing. Um, it's We're really excited about it. I've got a lot of people really, really pumped about this. Okay. Um, it's going to be called Prince Android. Okay. And uh, Prince Andrew was going to be playing basically half Prince, half RoboCop. And he's going to be in London. He's going to be in New York. He's going to be in Tokyo. Tokyo! Basically, yes. Fighting, fighting, fighting gangs, fighting crime, fighting the mafia. Hey, maybe fighting the, the mainstream media who don't give anybody a fair shake, him included. And so, um, yeah, Prince Android, uh, it's going to be big. It's going to be big. It's going it's gonna, to... And, and here's the crazy thing, Mike. People are going to go, how are you going to get a member of the royal family to star in your movie? Well... Yeah, how are you? Yeah. The, because he needs a comeback. And this is the, the there's, there's no Prince Charles or you know isn't going to agree to be in a movie. Prince Andrew would because no. he needs a vehicle for a comeback. You know, at first I thought you were crazy for saying this, but now it makes absolute total sense. This is the only way for him to get back in the good graces of exactly. Uh, if he's in a kick-ass guy. movie and there's yeah. gifts of him doing stuff, does he have a catchphrase as Prince mm. Android? And you don't have to tell me if it's under wraps. I've got some ideas. Maybe okay. we could maybe we could pitch some with our guest. But I've got some ideas. Maybe like you've been very naughty, and then he shoots someone. I've got a few ideas. Right. He's also going to wear like an eye thing, like Jordy LaForge in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Really? Which is you know people love that. So yeah. So I'm sorry, I'm confused. Is Le- 
Is LeVar Burton going to be in this movie? No, with no. Prince I mean, it's not a terrible idea, but no. Prince oh, Andrew, God. Prince Android, will have that kind of right. eye thing. Right. You know, and he'll be like half robot. So one of his arms will be robot. Will he? Now, you said that Prince Charles probably wouldn't be. Will any other members of the royal family be in the film at all, do you think? Well, there is a certain recent member who is an actress who lived in Toronto briefly. No, way. no she's not in it, but it would be neat. Is there a part for her? Well, there is a part for her. For Megan. Yes. And here's the effed up part because you know I'm totally twisted, basically fucked up brain. I'm making Prince Andrew's romance with her. What's her name again? Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle, yeah, yes. So that's like going to just totally well, be twisted not, in their family. You know, they're but not hey, related by blood. Me. A taboo. Yeah. Twisted. <laughs> so if they make this movie, they're going to be kissing and everything. And well, they're not related so by blood, so it's, it's actually fine. It's beyond That's fine. true. Yeah, it's not weird if it's not by blood. Yeah. Well... This is exciting. That's our 2020 predictions. Yeah. Both got some exciting things to look forward to this year. And uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, So why don't we take a break and come back with our guest. Welcome back to the big show, everybody. It's me, Michael, and I've got James here as always, and it's time for us to bring on our guest. And this week, she is quite a catch. (laughs) (laughs) What a weird intro. Anyway, here she is, Ebony Rosen. That was quite an intro. Hi, guys. First of all, welcome to the show. Would you prefer me to do a more uh, muted, uh, sort of cool, calm, and collected introduction of you? I would like to hear it just for variety, but I would request that you, you add, edit both in. Okay, because here's what James wants. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. Please welcome our guest, Evany Rosen. That and wasn't as good to as the a, first one. I'm thinking of the listener, and if I was listening to that flat intro, I'd turn off the podcast. Well, that's the, sort of the tone of most podcasts, Mike. That and vocal fry. Uh, should we do more vocal fry on? Yeah, I think it's definitely worth experimenting with. I'd like to hear a few a few minutes of both of you with some fry. Can you do vocal fry, Ebony? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What would be like a typical podcast to be like? So we went to my hometown, and I couldn't believe what I saw. Right. Yeah, I think it's mostly people going to their hometowns and getting surprised. I, I feel like <laughs> this American life, I went back to my hometown and uh, I went look through my old scrapbook. I don't know. You'll never believe what I found. We're off to such an uh, exciting this is raucous. Uh, beginning. But, Ebony, you're here to, today to join us as our first guest. Are you nervous, Michael? Yeah, what is Am up I making with Mike? you nervous? No, just I had a black tea just okay. before we started recording and I can I've got How many? the tea jitters I had one okay but you're here today because you have exciting news you're uh you and Kayla Lorette you've just had your brand new Crave TV television show debut called New Eden is this correct or no yes we've we've had a show we've we've, we've birthed a show it came out just a few days ago so we wanted to make sure it got out before uh, Blue Monday. Yes. Otherwise, we we wouldn't get eyeballs on it. Absolutely. Well, it came out New Year's Eve, right? It came out New Year's Eve. It was supposed to come out New Year's Day, and then as a really wild marketing stunt, the network put it out 12 hours early. I think it's smart to surprise the creators and stars of a show. 
about when it's released. You know what would have been a cool move? If nobody even knew a show was coming out, if you kept it from everyone in your life, and then like when Beyonce drops an album suddenly, you could imagine you just drop a TV show? That would have been cool if we just somehow not spoken to any of our friends and family for a full calendar year. Yeah, they probably would have wondered why why, why you're We should have gone a step further and kept the lens caps on the whole time, and then you wouldn't have even known it was so mysterious. The ultimate surprise. Yeah, you can't even (laughs) ever find out what it's about. So it's... And uh, what is the show about, Ebony? Ugh, it's annoying to explain. And I'm going to, and I shouldn't say that. That's not good. I have to do a lot of interviews, and we have to have really cute ways of describing it. But mm. I feel really safe here in Mike's kind of stinky apartment, and I feel like I can just be honest. Thank you. It is, um, it's a very dense show. So the premise is, uh, it's a fictional documentary being made in 1991 about two women who tried to start an all-female commune in BC in the 70s, and then the and then somebody dies, and then they make sh- they, there's an alien, and now it's a cult that they're all in, and then they get arrested, and there's a trial, and now they're in prison. Ooh, so Loosely. it's kind of a fake documentary. Yes. Ooh. To put it simply, mockumentary. We hate that word, but yes, that's correct. Now you it said- might sound better in a vocal fry. Mockumentary. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Now, you mentioned, sorry, just one thing you said there just stuck in my mind. You said it's set in 1991, and of course, the gears start turning in my head, and I'm thinking, Kurt, Chris, and Dave, Nirvana, that was the year that they hit it big on the charts with the album Nevermind. Does that figure into the show at all? Yeah, well, we've, uh, we've seen a lot of Canadian shows have really uh, a lot of success by mentioning Nirvana, so we thought we would come in hotter with that. Right. Um, so um, you, it's, uh, it's a kind of subtle what we did, but there are full cardboard cutouts of all three of them, of uh, Kurt Cobain, Dave Grohl, they're, they're all there, and uh, they're just very subtly in the deep background of every single shot of the show. Well, would you guys like to know what the Juno Award winners of 1991 were? This could uh, absolutely. We better hear it. Yeah, male artist, Colin James. Oh, was that when he had the hit? Just came back to say goodbye. I don't know. I don't know. Is that like a Beyond the Grave reference from him? Could be. At the time, it seemed to be about like a spurned male like boyfriend who was like just came back to like prove that he was he was not uh, you know that he was successful. That's anyway. a cuck move, I think. <laughs> Well, once in Orangeville, shout out to Orangeville, I went to a guitar shop in there. Slow down. And I saw a dude with like sideburns sort of leave and it was kind of a big to do. And the the two sort of goateed 55-year-old men who ran the guitar shop were busting at the seams. They were so excited. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he was in here. Oh my God. Wow, that was so cool. And they're just freaking out. And and then they start saying to the to other people in the store, yeah, that was Colin James in here. That was Colin James in here. Wow. So apparently Colin James on his way through Orangeville stopped into this guitar store and the, these guys Just dragged his giant freaked. sideburns in there. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a plaque in the store? Like on this It wouldn't day? surprise me. Wow. James, female, like female, no, sorry, 1991 female artist was Celine. Ah. Okay. Anyway, there you go. So yeah, is that <laughs> is that part of the show? <laughs> yeah. It's it's all it's eerie because it's almost like you're reading the plot back to me out of the wow. Juno's archival website. That's pretty much wow. that's basically what it is. It's Colin James, it's Celine Dion, it's Kurt Cobain, it's all your favorite 1991 musical celebs um, in a show about a women's uh, only community. Well, I'm just gonna throw it out there. You know, you could have had one character say to the other, "Holy cow, can you believe Colin James won the Juno?" It could have been a you know, that- I'm not a I, I I'm a screenplay writer. I'm not I saying tell. I'm better than you, but 
it could have been a thing to work in just so people believe that it's in that time period. Actually, James, yeah. if it's not too much trouble, I'd love for you to watch a show on Crave and give me uh, your notes, just things that Kayla and I could have gone back and rewritten to make better. I really think you're the right voice. Would that to be do helpful? That. that would be extremely helpful. Now that you filmed love, I actually want to encourage. Um, uh, everyone, men in particular in the community, to really watch the show full through and feel free Lots to DM notes. or email us your notes on how we could have done better. That would be, mm, we really need the help. Because to me, hearing you describe the premise of your show, it's exciting. And don't take this the wrong way, but hearing James describe a guitar store in <laughs> Orangeville in 1991 and hearing about these rich characters, yeah. you know, these 55 year old men and yeah, this rock star characters. I'm like, I want to see that show. Yeah, me too. I, I'm honestly, I'm full of regret right now. We, I to think we spent three years crafting this incredibly dense true crime narrative when we could have done Colin James, the Colin James experience, Orangeville experience is really honestly embarrassing for us. It's embarrassing for Crave. Um, it's embarrassing right. for me because now I'm like, oh, shit, I, you know, I, I keep throwing out these go- golden hey. ideas. I'm just getting around to screenwriting now. I don't Prince steal. Android. That's yours. Okay. If anyone asks me about, a, is there, is there a Colin James project floating around the ether, the Canadian television ether, I'm going to send, send them right to you. Landlord James, I'll say. Oh, thank you. Now, Ebony, it's exciting. You must, uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank you for, so much. For the show. It must be exciting. What I have always heard about people and who work on TV shows and on sets and set life is that cast members are always playing pranks on each other during production. Did this happen on the set of New Eden? Yeah, it was, um, uh, it was not nonstop pranks. Um, uh, honestly, to the detriment of the show. Um, a lot Apparently, of them- Clooney is a big prankster. Clooney's a big prankster, I've heard. Actually, I did hear one Clooney prank, and this is real, but I thought it was so funny. I actually genuinely think this is a great prank. I'm not... I, everyone set up for a joke. It's, this is a real thing George Clooney did. But apparently, he told Brad Pitt for, like, years that he was taking, like, amateur artist classes, and he was taking drawing classes, and he, this, he kept up this charade for a year that once a week he was going to, like, an art class or had an artist come over to teach him... And then he made a very big, very ugly painting and presented it to Brad Pitt. Like, this is what he had worked on all year. And then Brad Pitt had to hang it in his home. But it was really ugly. But they're friends. Wow. And then George Clooney eventually revealed that it was a prank. That is pretty funny. That's a pretty good prank. That's funny. Well, For a couple of rich knobs, pretty good prank. <laughs> so if you... So there's, there's Clooney and there's Pitt. And then on New Eden, the ultimate pranks. you and Kayla Lorette are the co-stars. Which... Which one of you is Clooney and which one of you is Brad Pitt? Oh, this is such a great... You're Clooney because of the dark hair. Yes, it's pretty much based on hair. Kayla's hair is lighter than mine, so that automatically makes her the pit. Um, and Clooney's Middle Eastern. I mean, you're not yeah, Middle Eastern an exotic at all, name. but... Me and Clooney are both very Middle Eastern. Yeah. <laughs> Famously. Um, and, and, and Pitt and Lorette share those sort of, I guess, They're sort French of hard... Celtic roots. Yeah. <laughs> hard names. Pitt. Lorette. Lorette. Yeah. Yes, both uh, two T's in their names. So that's pretty much how you decide anything. Yeah. And Clooney, there's a Y in my first name and a Y in his last name. So that's that's <laughs> like soul sisters, basically. Sorry I answered that question for you. No, I didn't really have an answer. So I, I think you did great. Um, which one of us do you think is Clooney and which one of us do you think is Pitt? I'm Pitt. Did you see him in Once Upon a Time I was in asking, Hollywood? Once again, you asked, looks like that. Mm. Okay, you answered That's her, me at my age. You answered instead of... Uh, okay, Ebony, sorry, second Ebony. time right there. I mean, <laughs> I I just feel like 
James is really passionate. And again, just I want to say a third time, God, I'd love your notes on my work if you could just get around to watching it. I'll try. Um, just the way you're jumping in is I love it. Um, I would, I guess I would have to agree again. Um, but again, it really comes down to hair color and the number of T's in your name. So Hartnett, two T's, Pitt, two T's. Your hair okay. brown, but less brown than... Um, Michael's and then I guess in a way that we're kind of loosely calling George Clooney Middle Eastern I think we could call him a bit Slovak as well and you guys are in the same boat thank you oh I'm impressed that you knew Mike was Slovak I you've done your research miss yes I like to do my research mostly genealogical on uh, people I'm gonna be so this is an interesting mix of people because James you have an Irish background I'm Slovak and you're Middle Eastern (laughs) so this is a very interesting group of of people we have. Well, yeah, fun fact. Actually, I made um, everyone on the cast and crew swab the inside of their cheek and give me a, a, a Q-tip with it so that I could make sure I knew everyone's genealogy oh and God. really focus on saying that about them um, <laughs> rather than anything else. Sometimes we just refer to people by their race instead of their names. Oh, <laughs> I think that's... We were asked to stop by the unions, but... If that's the way TV is going, I think it's good. <laughs> uh, can I ask a question? Here's a rumor I heard. Yeah. And... Um, Maybe you can confirm it. I've heard that people who star on Crave TV series, part of the deal is they have to get the Crave logo tattoo. Yes, but you can get it anywhere in your body that you want. Okay. Let's say Kayla's and mine are matching and they're very discreet. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Very cool. And what is it? Just sort of a C? Um, no, it's the full Crave logo. Oh, um, okay. Mine is kind of an optical illusion. I don't know if you've seen uh, the Crave logo, but when it comes on your screen, there's I've like a it. C and then the, the rest of the word kind of appears. Mm-hmm. So mine's an optical illusion that looks like the, <laughs> the, the five letters of the word Crave are partway through appearing. And maybe um, we, sh- we should probably upper. say for people who aren't listening in Canada, Crave is like a Netflix it's in our Canada. Netflix. It's our Netflix. It's our uh, Amazon it's our yeah. uh, Apple TV. It's our Disney Plus. Yes. It does it all. Is it available in America? Crave is not currently available in the States, but I c- encourage all Canadians to get Crave. It's, it's a great streaming service. Not only does it include our show, but um, uh, HBO Hits. Oh, yeah. Letter Kenny, another Canadian okay. original. Um, I saw there was a Dr. Frasier? Ruth. Yeah, Frasier. Frasier's Dr. on Ruth? Crave. That's Dr. right. Yeah. Dr. Ruth dropped at the same time as we did on um, Crave, and I am worried about that. So is she sort of... So Dr. Ruth and New Eden dropped new shows the same day. Do you see Dr. Ruth as your A threat? Nemesis? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Do Without you, question. Do you wish... And this isn't polite, but do you wish ill upon okay. Dr. Ruth? It's interesting that you brought that up, because um, we're already in kind of an issue space with a different Ruth, um, the Honorable Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg. Um, oh. She does get a mention in our show, and then shortly after it was released, broke three ribs. So I'm oh, just I'm damn. worried about Whoa. my power to kind of affect elderly Ruths. Right. Um, which kind of brings us to something. <laughs> I guess I should have told you a long time ago. Yes. Um, you were acquainted, I believe, with a certain elderly Ruth. So, yes, my deceased ex, who I was engaged to, she passed away uh, during a VR skydiving accident and uh, it, it destroyed me. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. to her. Uh, but, yes, uh, you're correct. Her name was Ruth. She was older, very much older than me. And I, I did know that. And um, I once uh, thought about her uh, after listening to your podcast. And then a week later, she was dead. Oh so, my God! I don't know what kind of power I have. My God, over um, Ruth's over sixty-five, wow. but I fear that um, you know I, I'm I'm worried about 
I'm, I'm, I feel competitive with Dr. Ruth, but I'm also worried I might um, kill her with my mind. We're, we're, we're lucky I would that love Babe to have Ruth. that power. Oh, you would? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Kill your enemies? <laughs> I was going to say, we're lucky that Babe Ruth is dead. That's all I have uh, to say about yeah. it. It doesn't work in, on male Ruths. <laughs> there's, there's probably not a lot of young Ruths. So. How many male Ruths are there in history? I think just Babe. And Babe. also, that's his last name. So... Babe Ruth. I never thought about that. I thought that Babe was the nickname and his first name was Ruth. I actually don't think either one are part of his legal name. His name's George Herman Ruth. Okay. Booyah! Herman. Yeah. George Herman Ruth. They called him Babe, I guess, because he had a big fat face. I don't know. (laughs) So, uh, can I... I, May I mention a funny thing? Yes. And I believe this is real. Didn't you... Did you have to get permission from Margaret Trudeau? We did have to get permission from Margaret Trudeau to use her image. She does appear. Uh, there's a there's a vintage '80s uh, image of Margaret Trudeau that appears '70s image of Margaret Trudeau that appears in episode five of our show, and it was quite a journey to get her permission. Did you have to meet her face to face or email her? Didn't get to meet her face to face, but I did hear that when we finally managed to get in touch with her, her response was something to the effect of. I love comedy. That sounds like a laugh. I know that's not what she sounds like, but she sounded very <laughs> jaunty when she agreed to it, and I feel certain she has not thought about it since or seen that's the show. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool that you actually had to ask, and she said, sure. Yeah, it was cool. Well, she did Just for Laughs this year. What? She did. She did a <laughs> one-woman show. She did a one-woman show Just for Laughs, so I think she's, she's got bitten by the comedy bug, and we were able to, um, you know, capitalize on her newfound interest in comedy. You know, hmm. I would love to see... More moms of world leaders uh, perform it just for laughs in one woman shows. Uh, I agree. Stephen Harper's mother maybe is is Obama's mom still alive? I don't. I don't know. We should look it up because they we're all going to feel bad if she's not. But oh, that's oh lord. I feel. Is this true? This JFL thing? Yes. Yeah. Is this this is true? We're not. Yeah, yeah. I was about to Google it on my phone. No, Margaret Trudeau did a one woman show at Just for Laughs, the world's biggest comedy festival. That's in insane. 2019. Yes. Well, so she just wrote like. A, I mean, she's a, had a crazy life. I'm sure she has no shortage of anecdotes. No, I'm not yeah. saying she shouldn't. I just can't believe that. She That's smooched nuts. Mick Jagger and Pierre Elliott Trudeau. She dated Mick Jagger. Yeah. I don't know anything about I her. That, I thought she was like, no, we just hung out. Uh, well, <laughs> Mike, no Michael, comment. What do you know? <laughs> but she hung out at like Studio Fifty Four. Really? She was like when she was kind of estranged from Pierre. She had this like wild like Lost Weekend type thing. Yeah. I think. And uh, yes, so she married Pierre, became estranged, divorced or separated. Yeah. Had some crazy flings. Yeah. And then got back with Pierre. That's a fuck Mary kill for the ages. <laughs> Pierre Trudeau, Mick Jagger. <laughs> And Michael, honestly, I'd like to know what your answer is to that, James, and then we'll swap out you for James. Well, I mean, no offense, Mike. I'm obviously going to kill Mike. Okay. okay. Uh, boy, oh boy. Well, mm, you can't trust Mick because he's on the road all the time, so he's your F. Yeah. And then you're going to marry Pierre because they think of the power. Is this a no-swearing podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's a clean Sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, who are the F. Mary kill options and which is um, the one I have to fill in? Okay. Uh, so yours are Pierre Trudeau, Mick Jagger, and James. Oh, okay. Kill James. Um, marry Mick Jagger. Okay, that's oh, a twist. Oh, Mike, you right? fool. He'll cheat on you. Because he's got all that money and in the settlement down. Uh, and then I would F. Pierre Trudeau. Have one quiet romantic out. night with Pierre Trudeau. I thought he'd take you out in a canoe or something. <laughs> he was considered he a sex down symbol. In a canoe. He was. 
Now, do you, I know he's of a different generation, and he's first. I'll say, I'll say it. He's no longer alive. He's absolutely <laughs> but, not alive. But do you think that in the in the seventies, could you see him? Like, would you? Did you think he was attractive in that time? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. More, who is more attractive, Pierre in his prime or Justin in his prime? Oh, Pierre, only because I think I real Justin <laughs> just seems like he would take his pants off and then it would be like a kind of a Ken doll situation. Like maybe yeah. he's not a real person. Yeah, I, I agree with you on Whereas that Whereas Pierre takes off his pants. C- clear oh the boy. room. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sound the like alarm. Not long, but a sturdy penis on sure. Pierre, I think. Sure. <laughs> isn't the like, uh, I don't, isn't the sort of dumb internet rumor that they think Justin is the son of Margaret Trudeau and um, Fidel Castro. Yeah. Now, because that the Trudeaus seems... were friends, are friends with the Castros. Wow. And Pierre would bring, like, would go and hang out in Havana with with Fidel. If Justin Trudeau is Cuban, I'm Middle Eastern. So <laughs> <laughs> uh. He doesn't have the right. He's not. He doesn't have enough hair. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just read Twitter and I just report what I read. Because they say Ronan Farrow is Frank Sinatra's son. And they say some people think that Trudeau is Fidel Castro's son. Wait, and Ronan Farrow is allegedly Woody and Mia Farrow's son? <laughs> yes. Adopted. So, oh, adopted. By Woody. But not, it didn't go well. But then, wh- so what's <laughs> yeah. the deal with Frank Sinatra? We don't know well, if Frank Sinatra is the dad. Well, and Frank Sinatra were together. They were married briefly. Oh. Yes. And he, he divorced. This is a crazy story. That's true. A little Hollywood inside gossip. Yeah, hey, we're really t- we're we're gossiping. Yeah, ah, that's why he brought me here. Um, to gossip about something that happened forty-five <laughs> years ago. Breaking news. <laughs> apparently, Frank Sinatra, when they got married, told Mia Farrow, "You're not allowed to be an actress anymore if you marry me." Oh my god! And then Roman Polanski convinced her to do Rosemary's Baby, and he switched the scenes. So the scene where she's quite hysterical in the phone booth, he like sprung that scene on her that day. They weren't supposed to shoot it that day because Frank Sinatra just had divorce papers sent to the set for Mia Farrow. Oh my so god! So she left in the morning, yeah. presumably, and was like, "Bye, honey," and he's like, "See ya," uh, or he like saying. And then, <laughs> and then just slapped her with divorce papers because she acted again. But who knows? They may have had a fling later on and, and Ronan Farrow. So, so she did this emotional scene just after getting divorce papers from Frank? Yeah, Old so blue eyes? They were gonna, yeah, they were going to shoot something else, like just her eating liver in the kitchen or whatever. And then, something nice. And <laughs> something, something pleasant. Uh, and, then, and then that happened on set and she was quite shaken and Roman Polanski switched the schedule. Because he, she was shaking. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Every 20-year-old woman's worst nightmare, being served with divorce papers from your 79-year-old <laughs> nightmare husband. <laughs> and to have a different 59-year-old nightmare man make you do a hard job that day. <laughs> Me, I Isn't Hollywood fun for women? <laughs> I know you're very upset right now. We're going to shoot the scene where you cry. That's my Roman plans. That's good. Very good. Can wow. I hear your John Cassavetes? <laughs> I actually just... Uh, you look a bit like John Cassidy. Do I really? Well, thank you. Although, it was, it wasn't he a bad... Man. I just saw the movie Husbands. <laughs> just like, he's just... I think something wrong with John Cassavetes now? Was he a... I've always really loved his work. I'd be sad to find out he also sucks. Maybe he... I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to accuse him of anything. I don't I know what he sounds like. he's just a bad like. husband in that movie, but then used that yeah. to make movies with his wife, Gina Rollins, and it was okay. Have you seen any... I, I saw my first Cassavetes movie, Husbands, the other day with friend of the show, Chris Locke. Oh! And it's Peter Falk. He's in it? Or he, he directed himself in it. Or Chris Locke is in it. Yeah, Chris would be great Chris in Chris Locke is movie. in Husbands, John Cassavetes, 70s. Hey, what's up? What's up, guys? <laughs> so it's Peter Falk, 
uh, Ben Gazzara and and John Cassavetes directing himself. It's like three hours of just like loosely scripted men getting drunk and smoking so much and treating women badly. And uh, it was like they made the cover of Life magazine and it was like a very successful movie at the time. I can't imagine it being released today. No, I think, yeah. Was it supposed to be funny? It's it's billed right off the top as like, Husbands, a comedy about life, love, and... Uh, they, they say that in the existed. credits? Yeah. What the hell yeah. was wrong with people back then? Yeah. That's funny. This movie is going to be a comedy. But it's basically three losers who are like afraid because afraid their, their friend has died. And they're like, oh no, we're, we're not young anymore. And they just go on a bender and try and pick up chicks. And they fail. <laughs> well, there's some justice in it then. I've... I don't know if I've, I haven't seen Husbands, and I don't know if I've ever seen Peter Falk be anything other than Columbo. Is he able to? Neither. He solves a murder while he's mourning <laughs> the loss of his friend. How much of the movie did he spend with one palm in one eye? <laughs> yeah, did, his, does, did he have a weird eye in the movie? Well, he has a fake eye in the movie. Oh. I don't know, fake and weird are the same. <laughs> well, I don't know what the deal was with yeah, his James. eye. I just knew something was up with it. That's very ableist of um, you, James. I forget Sorry. if he was palming his eye, but he's definitely smoking and drinking a lot. Does he have a, like a cigar? Yes. Is yeah. he wearing a trench coat? Uh, they are, there are scenes where he is. Does yes. he pretend to not understand what's going on and reveal at the end what has been happening the whole time? Not quite. <laughs> okay. Not quite. But he does. He goes. Uh, they all go swimming and play basketball at one uh, in one scene. That's after, what chess while they're drunk. Do. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, we yeah. were talking earlier, Mike. Well, do we want to get into this? Probably not. No. Chess players. Well, Mike, it's a crazy. <laughs> you thing. can't know. <laughs> there was a story on ESPN that I'm in. chess players now. <laughs> You know, what do you think of when you think of a chess player? A Russian nerd and uh, maybe a boy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or a robot. Well, guess That's what? That's a classic. Apparently chess players now, they, they realized that when they're playing these chess tournaments that go eight hours a day for weeks, they're burning so much energy and calories just from their, their brain power that these guys in tournaments were losing 20 pounds over a month. <laughs> Not a joke playing chess. And this they were skinny true. to begin with. Yeah. And they're little nerds to begin with. A, so, I've never seen a chunky chess master. I'm going to give a shout out to ESPN Daily, the podcast. They did this story about it. And then in the 80s, apparently, chess players apparently were wild. Party, Crazy party drank, and, and now they train physically leading up to tournaments. So they'll like eat a particular way, <laughs> like do tons of training, physical and they do training. a lot of basketball and swimming. Really? Just the, like the characters from Husbands. Just to be in a chess, in a chess <laughs> Are tournament. Are you glad we connected those two things? Yeah. Maybe they should make a sequel to Husbands, even though they're all dead now, uh, where they all become chess masters. Uh, Grandmasters. Mm. So they, remember how, like, when Tiger Woods changed the, like, flipped the script with golf? Because he was like, he exercises and works out, and most golfers were just like, Fat guys who smoked on but the golf course. To be fair, it's crazy nobody thought about that in golf sooner. <laughs> golf still a, a physical sport. <laughs> Much more so than chess. Yes. Yeah, that seems... The fact that everyone's like, wow, Tiger, was like, no, guys. This guy's crazy. He's, he's going to the gym to be an athlete. <laughs> chess, more shocking. Yes. <laughs> That's wild. That's why the funniest... To me, the funniest and truest sport is darts because you still see... Men who look like bowling pins, fat bald guys, <laughs> Ironically, smoking and playing drinking. Darts. <laughs> yeah, playing darts. They're not hitting the gym. They're not healthy. I hope the yeah. health craze never comes to darts. Me too. I'll I, ruin it. I agree. Like, it's only worth watching because you put on the sports channel and you're like, oh, look at this crazy British fat guy. Real men. Yeah, yeah it, like drinking a beer. If the health craze comes for bowling, I can live with it. But if it comes for darts, I will <laughs> kill myself. <laughs> 
No, I won't. I'm sorry. I said don't. Mike, have you seen that clip of that bad, the bad boy of bowling, this sort of weird, sketchy dude going like, who do you think you are? I am. I just saw that this oh, morning. so good. Yes. I watched a whole documentary on that guy. Oh. He is the bad boy of bowling. Does he swear and, yep. and behave rudely? Yes. Are, do no other bowlers do that? No. They're it, all good little... Is it a squeaky sport? And, and you know what? I don't remember the name. I'm sorry. But the guy's dad was a bowling legend and was like, really, by the book, parted hair, play by the rules. And he has this son... This guy's a freak. He's swearing. He wears wild T-shirts. He he gets pumped up. His hair's not parted anywhere to speak of. No, no, it's a mess. I like that being the like the litmus test for being a squeaky clean guy is parted hair. <laughs> well, it is. And what would you say is the most squeaky clean part? And when does it get wild? On which side of the head does That's it get great, wilder and wilder? Great question. Okay, I think the most like you know family values kind of part. Is probably you know um, what do you what do you call what do you, what do you call this part of your head a side like a, a side, side part, part a proper <laughs> you side you call that part. part of your head the side yeah a proper Listeners, side what part. do you think that part of the head is called now I'm going to tell tweet you tweet us it. at LT Podcast I'm going to follow up with an opinion on another part if you part right down the middle something's wrong with you I agree that's a murderer's part I associate that with yes like um it's like a, a murderer part. from like it's the 1800s yeah, it's, it's a pervert it's a pee pee it's a pervert part yeah. Yeah, yeah, like an 1800s, like a like you see a guy in a kind of crazy, like grainy photo, and he's holding an yeah. axe, it's and like, his eyes are very wide. Yeah. Investigators believe this man could have been Jack the Ripper, or yeah. or it's part. a yeah, or it's a guy you see on the bus, and he's weird, and you get the sense he thinks his center part is like playful and childlike, yeah. but you're like, no, you're crazy. Yeah, I think in high school I went through a brief period where I did have a, a middle part. Yes. Well, that tracks, honestly, Michael. <laughs> I would love to see pics. Well, maybe I'll put them up on our Patreon. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good idea. We should put personal pictures on there. Yeah. Embarrassing yeah. Uh, pics. We might, yeah. Um, but to be fair, Mike, I do think in the late 90s, there was a bit of a center part thing going on. You know, you have kind of a center part with like longer hair in the mm-hmm. back. Well, there was, I feel like in that kind of ska revivalist time, there yeah. was a lot of guys with like checkered shoes and middle parted <laughs> hair. That was kind of a yeah. thing. <laughs> I think you saw a lot of greasy middle parts <laughs> as sort of a mighty, mighty boss tones situation. Is that like a wooter? Yeah, I think it's a very, it's a very wooter, it's a very wooter hairstyle. Sorry. I don't know this term, wooter. How would you describe a wooter? Well, has described it to me before. Oh, shoot. You had a better description. Well, Kyle Dooley, I don't know if you've ever had him on the podcast. I did ask once, but he was busy, but I would love to have uh, him on. Burn. Kyle, Huge get burn us. on you. Um, he's not listening. Uh, Kyle <laughs> once described it to me. Um, uh, like, yeah, the kind of guy that um, has a lot of maybe um, action figures, but like collectible ones. Yeah. Uh, maybe oh, cool wears guy. a duster, but in a playful way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, says a lot of like, says a lot like you would say something and he would be like, oh, woot. Like this kind of, oh, sure, with a little right. lean forward, this kind of energy. How, how art thou? Kind yes. Of guy. yes. A kind of fancy nerd. <laughs> what is a duster? A duster is like a long <laughs> leather coat. Oh, okay. I heard someone such... else. What is a duster? I'll isolate that and make it like a an ad for the podcast. I heard if you someone... could combine like Nick Cave's aesthetic with like a guy that works <laughs> at a comic book store and is like okay. a bit too pleasant, I think you got yourself a looter. Yes, it's a great. Yes. I love that term, and it's a real type. Yeah. Um. 
one thing I've noticed, you know, those dusters, those big yeah. overcoat jackets, yeah. really popular with fantasy writers. Yes. Look up any fantasy novel. What are novelist. they hiding? They are That's all wearing know. dusters. Does George R. R. Martin wear a duster? I believe yeah, he does. Absolutely. And he wears suspenders, too. Yeah. Um, all things in the Wooter Handbook, I would say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is he married, George? I believe so. Really? Well, I know he lives in New Jersey, and I know he's like a New, Jer- New York Jets fan. He's like a big sports f- football fan. Really? Yeah, I know. It's weird. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's ever watched sports. No, he loves them. Anyway. He loves them. Or how sex works, honestly, because <laughs> he's depicting it's nuts. Um, well, I have a question, actually, Mike. Um, does this cat do this to all the women that come to your apartment? Um, well, you're the first... You're the first one we've had. It's very invasive. Here. I'm, I'm not, not even lie. sure it's a cat. All its legs are different lanes. That is something that I love about this cat. And there was another one in the toilet when I got here. Well, oh, they're God. used to... They, they consider... Because I found... Them, I don't know if you heard earlier. I found these cats in a curb toilet. So I guess they find the toilet to be a... Um, you know, a place of uh, so it's going security. just back to where it came from. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's scary, Mike. You go in your bathroom and you don't think there's a cat in the toilet. No, but it's like is. it's like a goddamn bat. It's curled itself up like in the bowl, but under the seat. I just saw its yeah. yellow it's like a, eyes at first. It's fine. You can you can use the toilet ow, as usual. Ow. Okay. Cat, oh, stop doing that. That seems bad that it's doing that. Have you thought of? Have you started thinking about names or? Um. Yeah. Yes, I have. <laughs> well, yeah. what's this one called? Ben. Ben after? After Um, well, it's funny. We were talking about a, a certain uh prime minister's mom <laughs> before. Now I'm now I'm naming this cat after a former prime minister's son, Ben Mulroney. Oh, okay. little Ben Mulroney. That kind of makes sense about how he's treating me then. Yeah. Um Okay, what are the other ones? Ben Mulroney? Okay, are you going to call him Ben Mulroney or just Ben? Just Ben. Just okay. little Ben. That'll be your little know. secret. Yeah. He'll yeah. know. <laughs> The reference. What um? What are the other? What's the toilet one called? Oh, the toilet one. Uh, it's so funny because that one's uh, co- uh, I na- named it after another Canadian uh, celebrity plumber, Christopher <laughs> oh, Plummer, and that's, that's so funny because it's in the toilet. That, that's honestly, that's actually pretty good. Plumber, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. And what and, it, he's having a come. And what about the one with one small eye and one really big eye? Yeah. Weirdo. <laughs> oh, that's actually a great name. Ben Plummer and Weirdo. Weirdo. Yeah, I named him that because the eyes are different sizes. Yeah. And so I thought it was weird. They're yeah. all they're all weird, to be fair. I just want to okay. say that as a cat lover, yeah. but Weirdo definitely has the most taunting energy, I would say. <laughs> Weirdo seems as though maybe part of his body is dead, but part is alive. Oh, take that back. Well, it's he's he's weird. I mean, yeah. I'm just you know the small eye doesn't blink. It doesn't blink, but the the big eye blinks, blinks a lot. Non-stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just going. It's doing double duty. It seems yeah. as though the small eye. eye is made out of like a different thing than the big eye. Like, like felt. The small eye, yes. Yeah. The small eye like is a toy eye. strange. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Are you a cat person though, Ebony? I was before I came over here, but okay. well, I'm I, sorry it's, to hear. It's cha- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, I, I'm I'm fond of I'm fond of the, the feline friends uh, usually. Well, I hope you learn to love to love these three little kittens. Mike was saying in the intro that he feels like he's on the show Friends. Yeah. Did you How enjoy? So? Well, because instead of having uh, the because there's four of us here, yeah, and I consider myself friends. so yeah. But let me finish explaining. I'm so sorry because it's it's like Friends except there's four of us instead of six, and it's me. And instead of you know Joey Kramer, uh, or, no, not Kramer. <laughs> Uh, 
Chandler. Chandler. It's me and cats. And I would like fun I times. Need you to say all the characters so I understand what you're saying. It's Joey, Phoebe, uh, Courtney, <laughs> Jennifer. Never seen someone struggle to and name then the characters and friends. Mike the barely watches Matt, TV. Uh, LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, he knows French. the names of all the actors. I feel like if you don't watch a lot of TV, you know Ross, Joey, How come Monica, before you're like Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston, Matt LeBlanc. How this come they didn't explore? Inside baseball. How come they didn't let Matt LeBlanc explore his French roots on French? Uh, That's friends? a good idea. That's they should have done at least a season where he was speaking or talking about being French. You know what I think will be a great idea, Mike? This is a great idea. As a fun video, you should, for yourself, yeah? you should recreate the famous Friends opening scene in the, the fa- in the fountain with your three cats. Isn't okay. that fun? You could be in a fountain, you know, splashing around with your cats. That would be fun. <laughs> and I think I'll do it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm cu- I'm interested that they didn't make you feel like, say, Seinfeld, because you, you mentioned Kramer. Um, you got one friend's character out and went right to Kramer. And I feel like there were four of them. I feel like Weirdo is clearly the Kramer of this force. Yeah. Is there a reason Cosmo. you didn't want to be Jerry? Maybe this, the creepy one. Ben is George. And um, Toilet, I guess I should. I mean, I, the, this one's the creepy one. Maybe is saying something. Maybe about Plumber is Newman. Plumber. So no one's Elaine. <laughs> no. Well, I feel, I mean, Elaine is sort of a glamorous, you know, successful woman. I mean, it's kind of a shame to give her plumber. Yeah, but you can't give her Ben. You can't give her Ben. And you sure can't give her weirdo. Maybe so. Mike's Elaine. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm uh, Ch- Chandler Jerry. or Joey from Friends. <laughs> All right. You could are, be are we clear? Are we clear? You could be Niles from Frasier and uh, the cats could be Frasier, the dad, and uh, Bulldog. Was Frasier and Seinfeld a big influence for New Eden? <laughs> Almost as much as um, the the individual members of Nirvana, yeah. Um, I because would say that characters. the show is um, kind of half Seinfeld and half Frasier. Right. Oh women. my god. That's pretty much the whole show. Because you think of those those characters on <laughs> Frasier, right? You've got yeah. Frasier Crane, who's the star of the show, and he's a... Uh, doctor who has a radio show. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's got his brother Niles, and then they've got the father Martin. Yeah, and they've got the housekeeper Daphne. Yeah. It really and makes the- sense of all the shows. This is the one you can name all the characters flawlessly with no help. Roz and Bulldog from the station. You got Roz and Bulldog, and who is the guy that hosts hosts the cooking show? Uh, oh, Gilbert. Gilbert. Gil Chesterton. Gil, Gil Chesterton. Frasier. How are you, Frasier? So good. I can see how all th- those characters would inspire. A creative person like you. I yes, wa- you can you, one episode and you are hooked. Yep, you w- got to write your own show. One episode of Frasier. I I here's a Canadian challenge. I dare you. Also, Fraser is also on Crave. Get on there. Forget my show. Watch one episode of Fraser and tell me a whole TV show doesn't pour right out of you on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. It's a writing exercise for you guys. Fraser is wild though because it's kind of like you got Fraser, and then Niles is like double Fraser. He's double Frasier. He's not. Now he's smaller in stature. I think it's. But fair that's to what say. I mean. Frasier's he's quite like, barrel chested. But Niles yeah. is like if you took Frasier and yeah. like you, you, Frasier is the Louis Anderson to come of this year. <laughs> Niles is like if a concentrated Frasier, you know? Yeah. Like when a star Distilled. implodes on itself. All the good yeah. parts and all the bad parts cut out. Yes. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. What, like his size? <laughs> He's got more hair. Niles has more hair. size. Uh, he doesn't have the personal baggage uh, outside of the show that, that Kelsey that's Grammer true. had. Kelsey Grammer. Oh, well, oh, that's true, too. Yes. Kelsey Grammer had a lot of personal baggage. Do you think the, the actors hated Kelsey? Like, because uh, do you think like all the other actors were like, oh, fucking Kelsey? One thing I have noticed, and maybe it's just a feature of the '90s, but if you look at the kind of production poster still for each season of Frasier, they get kind of <laughs> hornier and hornier and more and more intimate. They make, with yeah. Niles, Frasier, Roz, Daphne, and Martin, and they're all like, there's a lot where they're like really lying on each other, and there one, there was one that I found so odd where Roz has her feet on Martin's lap as they all sit on a couch together and I so I don't know what's going on it in the is well, that was the season that Quentin Tarantino directed <laughs> and there's a lot of feet if you're if you know he was the one directing and you're like oh there's a big barefoot in each scene it's because of Quentin right because he this is the new he loves feet loves him right we all knew this or we all found out this anyway yeah yeah <laughs> it came out it's the tricks of Hollywood <laughs> he wanted to call once upon a time in Hollywood and I don't know if you've if you were aware of this, but the original working title was uh, Feet the Movie. <laughs> and then the studio said, Quinn, uh, you might want to rethink the title. And he was like, oh, uh, what's this? What's this? Okay, fine. Because he speaks so quickly. This is a really good Tarantino impression. Thank you. Have you ever seen the footage of him on the set of Pulp Fiction dancing behind the camera <laughs> while Uma Thurman and John Travolta are dancing? It's no. Unbelievable. No. Um, it really is. It's the most unbridled slovenly thing I've ever seen in my life he's very sweaty and he's dancing like kind of too fast like maybe he's gonna knock over a light or something and it seems like John Travolta and Uma Thurman aren't looking at him they don't need this encouragement from him but this is his directorial choice to just show them what dancing could be And this is a young, younger Quentin. Younger Quentin Tarantino. So he doesn't look exactly like he does today. He was fitter, probably stronger uh, maybe, back in 1993 or four. Yeah, fit, fitter, er, um, stronger. But keep in mind, that's a barefoot scene for Uma. Right. So maybe this, maybe this, he got excited. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm just going to throw this out here. I, I've never done this before, but I want oh. to try to do a Bulldog from Fraser impression. Oh my God, I can't I've wait. I've never Please done do. it before. Okay, this ready? is exciting. <clears throat> I think you should stand up. <clears throat> okay, I'll stand up. Here we go. This might not be good. I've never done it before. Wait, here we go. Wait, before you do it? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I ask? Sorry, because I know no, you're, no, no. you're ready to do it. What season Bulldog yeah, are we looking Well, at Bulldog here? definitely became more a member of the cast as it went on. Yeah. I don't, like, he, he he's not in the core five. But he might be just on the edge. Yeah. I'd say he's the, he's the most cusp. Yeah, Most cusp. Okay, this might not be good. And do you know what the name of the actor who played Bulldog is? Ooh. That's a deep cut. No. Let me just find out before we... I'm shocked you don't know, Mike. Um, yeah, I'm shocked too. Because... It seems to be the <coughs> one television show you have any knowledge about, and it's a lot. Yeah. Don't get... sit down. Oh, okay. Down. I was going to yeah, sit down. Yeah, don't sit down yet, James. I'm just getting, getting the name I've of the actor. I've never done this impression before, even to myself. So Let's set the scene Dan Butler... Dan, Dan Eugene Butler. Butler. I knew that. I knew Dan that. Dan Gene Butler? Uh, Dan- Daniel Eugene Butler oh. played the character Bob Bulldog Briscoe. He should have gone by Gene. He's 65 he years old. He He's 65. He was born in Huntington, Indiana. Oh. And he's 1.7 meters tall. He might be a- <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'd like to know Pacers for fan. later what role he played in whatever high school play is obligatory to put on every actor's Wikipedia. Right. Okay. I'm getting. I'm g- guessing now. Bets down. Mm-hmm. Um, he played. Um, uh, what's his name in uh, a traveling salesman? Oh, Willie Loman. I think he played Willie Loman in his high school production of A Traveling Salesman. He's always um, wearing jeans and an unbuttoned dress shirt. Yeah, and um, he's always or or like a jersey, and he's always bursting yeah. into Fraser's yeah. um, booth. Uh, sometimes when Fraser's still recording. Yeah, I'm having a little trouble with this impression, knowing what to say. I have a sentence lined up. It's not. Oh, great. just just say whatever comes into okay, your mind. Okay. 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 Ready? Okay, ready? I'm ready. <laughs> hey, what are you depressed? Maybe you should go on a date with me. <laughs> Hey, Ross. Hey, Ross. Are you depressed? Uh, why don't you come back to my place? I mean, it's not bad. Okay, wait. Let it's me see if good. I can respond. Hang that on. Hang on. Hang on. was wait. wonderful. That Thank was you. amazing. Ready? Okay, I've never done it before. Okay. I don't think so, Bulldog. Oh, is that Ross? That was my Ross. Oh, God. I think I think Ross has a bit more of a drawl. You're right. She's from, she talks a lot about, she'd be like, Wisconsin. I'd rather die. I don't think she's that Southern. I think she's a little <laughs> I Southern. I know she's... Frazier. It's time to record another one of your I'd shows. I'd rather die, Bulldog. <laughs> I'm wrong. I feel like I'm here in the same room. I feel like I'm right here with Perry Gilpin and and Dan Butler. The stars of <laughs> Frazier. That was a really good Bulldog. Thanks. I like I mean, all the, the kind of spinning. I know it's not like, uh, you know, I, I can't go on the road with that impression. But no, for something I've can. never done before, you it wasn't should. the worst. Yeah. So yeah. for I the listeners, he just kind of speaks this. like this, like he's always running out of time, <laughs> like he's running out of breath. That's how he talks. That's, that's Dan Butler. That's yeah. Dan Butler. Danny B. Listeners won't know this because you can't see us unless you've got some uh, hidden cameras here. Oh. But James had to stand up to do his Dan Butler, whereas Ebony, when you did Perry Gilpin, you did a perfect one seated. Well, I'm a professional. <clears throat> okay. That's true. You're a professional actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> oh, oh, I can. I think I can do. I and mean, actually, for uh, New Eden uh, viewers, um, the actual performance that Kayla and I do, mine's just a full, nonstop Ross impression, and Kayla's doing a spot-on Daphne for the entire show. Interesting. Um, I'm I'm gonna do a little made-up scene. This is the kind of thing you'd see on Frasier. This is Daphne and Niles. Okay. Okay. Do I have to be Daphne? Well. You could. So Miles, oh, no, you're going to do both. Well, but, do but both. I don't want to take this away. No, from you. I absolutely would. Lo- I prefer. I think we'd all prefer to hear. But you this do is both. like a classic Fraser scene. Go okay, for ready? It. So Niles yeah. is played by the actor David High Pierce. Yes. And Daphne's played by um, what's her name? Ooh, I don't know her. Jane name. Leaves. That's it. Jane Leaves. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. You really know so much all about right. Fraser and not all the characters from Fraser. You know why? Because when I watch, I'm listening. <laughs> oh. And that's my Fraser impression from Kelsey Grammer. Okay, here, that was good. here's my impression of, of a typical Frasier scene. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, don't worry, guys. I'm making dinner. I'm making a turkey for dinner. Oh, I, I, I just have to rub oil all over it. Do you think anyone would be interested in helping me rub oil? I'll be right there, Daphne. That's my scene. Wow. Because Daphne always says something sort of sexual, and then Niles always wants Double to, to do it. Double <laughs> entendre. She doesn't understand that she, she's making one, and Niles instantly notices. It's, it's, so you instantly know what I'm talking about? Notices. Can you do any scenes? Um, what I, what I just want to deconstruct your scene first, because I thought it was wonderful. It didn't really make sense. What I liked about it is that clearly you were better at one of those two impressions, but chose to spend a lot more time living in the other one. Yeah. And I really liked that about it. Thank you. Um. We got so little Niles. We got so much Daphne. Um, and I liked that about it. Yeah. 
Well, she's always like, ooh, here's a joke about me being horny. Yeah, it's either, she's either being horny or she's talking about Grammy Moon. Yes. That's her whole character. <laughs> um, okay, what's a... What's, okay, I'm going to do a Frasier scene now. Um, I'd like to introduce Martin Crane uh, into the get him in the mix. Um, John Mahoney. <laughs> John Mahoney, thank the you. The late actor. Yes. Mm. Uh, say anything. Um, he not say anything. Yeah, he plays the dad. Wow. <laughs> he plays the dad from Say. He anything. plays Frasier's dad in Say he Anything. He plays <laughs> Frasier's dad in Say Anything. Um, <laughs> uh, that's it. Here, I'll do an impression of him in Say Anything. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Nick Cusack. John Cusack. Standing John Cusack. on the, uh, 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 the lawn. The, the lawn, yeah, playing. In your, is it in your eyes? Forget about me. Oh, that's, no, no. that's no. from Breakfast Club. Okay, I think I'm it's sorry. In, it, is it, it's not in your eyes. What does he play? Um, I don't remember, but I know it's like a thing. He's in his trench coat. Does he's he in the lawn. Weird he's holding Al? up a boot. <laughs> he's holding up a boom box and, uh, Okay, and I mean, then, I and then Martin up. just walks by right on the line and goes, Frazier, turn that down. I'm going to Dukes. That's good. Was Al. that good? That, that was, was wonderful. Good. Yeah. I, I feel like I was in Seattle. Thank you. When you said that. Everyone's having fun doing impressions, and I I feel a bit left out. Well, do, I'd love to do hear you. Do you mind if you. I do a Frazier impression? I'd like you to do a full cast scene from Frazier if possible. Oh, boy. Well... Can I start just yeah, to, dip, to dip, dip my toes? Sure, sure. Can I also do a Daphne and Niles scene? Please. Yeah. <laughs> that is, again, built on a misunderstanding of a double entendre. Okay, right. so it's the kitchen. Uh, maybe it's 4th of July. They're at a... Um, they're celebrating 4th of July, mm-hmm. and they're eating uh, hot dogs. And Daphne is uh, tripped while holding her hot dog. Okay. Right. Oh, no. Dr. Crane, I dropped me hot dog out of me bun. Where am I going to find another wiener? <laughs> oh, definitely. I think I can buy you a package of them. Well, that's pretty good. That's yeah. maybe not the best Niles <laughs> the line. Not, yeah. But I, I love flubbed, I, where I, I overthought find another his... wiener. Maybe he could be like, I might be able to assist you in that. And then Niles, Fraser would go, For God's sake, Niles! For God's sake! <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than when Fraser gets. Mad. Oh, I love it when Fraser gets mad. Niles, I'm going to kill you <laughs> and throw you out the window. Oh, when Fraser screams at people, it's so good. Niles, let's get this straight. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you. Imagine um, Christian Bale as Fraser. No, that's insane. That's mental. Can you sing the Fraser theme song as Christian Bale? Ooh. As Batman? I, I think I can. <laughs> All right. Ev? <laughs> okay. Hey, baby, I hear the. <laughs> Don't say. Wait, I can do it. <laughs> Don't say, let's <laughs> scrambled eggs. Very good. I think I can get deeper. I can get more into Batman. Good night, Seattle. We love you. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Oh, man. It's so, like, Frazier. talk about Frazier forever. Frazier just dropped on Crave. Yeah, now New we gotta e- compete with that and Dr. Ruth. New Eden is competing with Fraser, Dr. Ruth, and did Sue Johansson also drop a show? Mm, I don't think she's don't been around for a Sue while. Sue Johansson? She was great, though. Yeah. Sex with Sue? Yeah, I remember it was on like Sunday nights on the radio. She, she had a was show. great. It was eye-opening as a kid to just to hear those calls and think that there were so many perverts in Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. And th- and then it was in a way a show you were allowed to watch because it was like kind of science and it was like on was Sunday evening and there was a way that it was like, and it was this older gal, but there was a way that you were like, I don't think 
my young mind should be watching this, but then also it seems fun that I can watch it. Yeah, she it was, was cool. She was, she was cool. on Letterman a few times. She was, <laughs> That's cool. and he loved it. He's saying this old lady's I talking wonder. about sex. I wonder if it's her and Doctor Ruth hated each other because they're both. Is Doctor Ruth sex? That's the or? ultimate Hollywood rivalry. Yeah. I think. Sue Johansson and Doctor Ruth. That one doesn't get talked about as much. Is Doctor Ruth a sex person? Yes. I think so, yeah. I couldn't That's remember if she was... She... I think Dr. Ruth and, and, and Sue have a similar thing going on. But Dr. Ruth, uh, she talks like that or something, doesn't she? I Despite don't... that, she still <laughs> is a sex that. therapist. <laughs> okay. I'll believe it when I see it. I know you think people with different accents can't talk about sex, but they but have it like... all over the world, James. <laughs> all right. I... It's just harder to imagine. It's hard for you... If I can put words in your mouth, it's hard for you to imagine people with an accent... Having sex or talking about sex? Yeah. It's a weird hang-up. It's <laughs> There's no question. The way I am. So you shot a show in the summertime. <laughs> <Thank you>. Yes. <laughs> Do you think it would have been different if you shot New Eden in the wintertime? <laughs> That's a good question, Mike. Yes, yes, Mike, I do. Um, okay. Um, I think as Canadians, we can all agree that a lot of outdoor summertime activities would be quite different if you did them outdoors in the winter, and I think this is no exception. You raise a good point. They should shoot more Canadian shows in the dead of winter, no interior scenes. Mm. That, yeah. They should, should, even the news should be broadcast during a blizzard. Dr. Ruth, get her outside. outside. So you were in the summer, in the woods, in Canada. Did you have to deal with a lot of bugs? Yes. And there is, I mean, God knows I've talked a lot about this, but not on this pod, and and I'm excited to share it with you. Uh, There is a creature in North Bay, Ontario. They only You filmed it in North Bay. Filmed it in North Bay. Now, this creature doesn't exist uh, almost anywhere else in the world. Um, They're real. They're called shad flies. Um, like flies. former Q host Shad okay. flies, and they uh, they come up out of the lake, and then they just litter the town every night, and oh. they die in twenty four hours, and they have no mouths, mm. so they just they just have sex. They and they, they basically f marry kill each other all in one night. I don't think they oh kill each other; they just die. And when you drive over them with a the car, they explode. It's one of the most shocking life. and unpleasant things I've ever seen. Do they? They should call them Mike Balazzo flies. Oh come wow. on! Because they That's have a about blow. the same. Uh, I have a mouth. Wasn't hiding that in his subconscious. <laughs> I, I've actually seen these shad flies too, and it's crazy. It's crazy. You go to North Bay in the summer. There's, there's. It's like someone took a big bucket of. Uh, flies, dead flies, and just pour them all over the streets and sidewalks. And you can almost not tell the difference with them between them alive or dead. They just really? attach to a surface and just stay there till they die the next morning. And then the most horrifying thing is you will be leaving your hotel to go to set in the morning, and there's just a man smiling with a leaf blower, just blowing up blowing piles of dead flies. <clears throat> oh, do they stink? Yes, they stink like fish. That's no good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoever uh, engineered these bugs uh, should go back to the uh, drawing board. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to a guy when I was there who okay. said, like, yeah, people travel to, to tourists come to see the chad flies. That, those tourists are, are wrong. That's, I w- that seems like a wild... That's like watching the leaves turn, but instead you just go to look at... Dead uh, bugs. Dead bugs. Mm. And it's only two weeks of the year this happens. Weird. It's, yeah. Truly shocking. Ontario, man. There's a lot of fucked up stuff that happens yeah. in this province, Why? Yeah, man. yeah. That should, they should change the, the little uh, slogan on the license plate from Ontario... Worst to discover. Worst to discover to Ontario. 
a lot of fucked up shit happens here. Yeah. Would you put the pst at the beginning? Psst. A lot of fucked up shit happens here. There'd be like a... They have to widen the length of license plates, I think, but that would be cool. So interesting, the number of bugs we have. (laughs) Remember the first time I saw an earwig? Oh. I don't... I actually... I have to be really honest in a non-comedic uh, way. I have a pretty serious uh, bug phobia, and I'm uh, fearful if we keep going down this road. You don't want to know about it. Have to leave. Let's not talk about. Let's it. not talk. <laughs> let's not go there. Don't go there. Ebony, can I admit something to you? <laughs> because yes. you were kind enough to invite both James and I to a preview screening of New Eden. Yes, it yes. took place at TIFF. And I'll, uh, that if you're not from Toronto, it stands for Toronto International Film Festival. We have the TIFF Bell Lightbox right here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's a year-round building that hosts a once-a-year festival. And you screened... Which this was not a part of. <laughs> it was not a part of it. You screened the first two episodes of New Eden. That we did. And you were kind enough to offer all of the guests complimentary water, ginger ale, or cola, plus bags of popcorn. Well, so, we do it right in Canada. So you know me, I grabbed my pop- popcorn. Yeah. And I went You're a real in, popcorn. Popcorn I'm, whore. I'm Someone corn- say it. You're a real popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a popcorn whore. <laughs> and I took my bag of popcorn. I was excited to get going, eating it. Absolutely. And I rested it on an arm rest while I was taking my jacket off. And I sp- it fell over almost in slow motion. And I went, oh, oh, damn. And would you believe that I spilled half the po- <laughs> It's a true story, mind you. Half the bag of popcorn on the ground. Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a popcorn horse nightmare, I think. Do you think I should perform that story on the moth? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think it had... Here's what it had that you want. At least two kinds of liquid. Um, yep. A location known only to some. <laughs> um, uh, an event that is purely visual described in an auditory medium. Um, uh-huh. Popcorn and a twist. I had a disaster. Yeah. Popcorn think, cells. Yeah, popcorn cells. Uh, and yeah, I think what a thrill ride. Did you know that that had happened? Because you did a Q&A on stage after... Did you know that I? <laughs> I sensed that there was some kind of tragedy going on in the in the like I was looking out at the crowd and I could just sense I was like something's gone really wrong and Kayla and I have to really try to keep this Q and A together kind of a before vibe. widespread panic. Yeah, yeah. Um, did did you spill out. the popcorn in the theater or outside the theater or well, on the in toilet? the theater? Oh. In the theater, right as I was about to take my seat. Did oh. you really hear your little feet crunch on it when you walked? Everyone out? who walked by also oh. crunched on it, it's and like, I explained to about four or five friends, like oh, I spilled my bag of popcorn. So you were t- you were test running the story because you knew it was good from the start. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, good. Was it weird um, being in a big theater and and having you know watching people watching your show? Yeah, and I mean, only made made it only weirder by watching Mike crawl around on the floor yeah. uh, looking for us. But now I know what he was doing. Um, yeah, it was very surreal, mm. but it was it was wild. I don't know if I'd like to see my face that big up on a screen. It's not fun. I mean, it was fun. It was fun to have the screening, but um, it was fun. I I loved it, but personally, but yeah, no. And 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 um, you know, contrary to our our our, you know, Kayla and I are known as both being a very uh, glamorous, very image conscious, very um, always se- on sexy, Insta. sexy girls. That's Glamazons. our brand. Yeah. Uh, but we decided to go another way in this show. Um, both looking uh, Kuwait rough, so it was. Um, <laughs> you have a mullet in New. I have Eden. a mullet. I have a big neck tattoo. Um, hey, that's like- the only place, that's the only 
element where we diverted from from Fraser and Seinfeld uh, <laughs> plot wise and characterized. But um, seeing that on the big screen was like, oh yeah. And was your hair really cut into a mullet? It was styled into a mullet. Oh. When you saw yourself up on the big screen, were you like uh, thinking to yourself like, ha, I'm just like Leo. I'm just like Kira Knightley. <laughs> Those, up yeah. there on the silver screen. Those two. Now, the question, I mean, I... The question is, which one of us, Kale and I, is the, the Kira, and which one is the Leo? Interesting. Other famous comedy kind of Hollywood duo, Brad and, uh, Brad and George, Kira, and, uh, <laughs> and Leo. Yeah. She's the Kira. I'm the Leo. I know it. Um, but yeah, I did. All I, all I could think about was Leonardo DiCaprio the whole time I was watching it. Interesting. Yeah. You, For sure. And you, would you like to see your face big up on the screen? Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, next. I've already seen my face on the big screen many times, Mike. In really? what? Um, with the raves I put on, I usually project like an image of myself for the dancers. But um, that's a little different because you're not getting the full opacity that way, you know? Opacity? Yeah, because you're just kind of projecting it on like a wall or a sheet. Yeah, a but this, the impression's still like it's still the same vibe. I actually looked at a lot of uh, Mussolini imagery, you know, when he would put his mm. face on those posters in in Italy, and and I I do that in my raves, like just freaky picture of myself. You look raves- a bit like him. You're Some in for your card. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm just thinking of a Patreon idea that we could give to our patrons. Oh, okay. T-shirts, three weird cats, Ben, Plumber, Weirdo on a T-shirt. Imagine that. That's a fun T-shirt. That is a fun T-shirt. I can imagine it. Yeah. I, scary. I like it. A scary. It's a scary T-shirt. But, I think we yeah. need a new logo, too. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that, Ebony? Yeah. What do, you, what do you have in mind? Could you design a new logo for us? Yeah. Yeah. Abs- yeah ab- no problem. I think... Um, uh, Me, backwards Kangal hat, no shirt, given the finger. As a logo for Landlord Tenant Podmas going forward. And me holding like a conductor's baton. Conducting James. Yeah. Like small in the background. <laughs> and I'm for front I'd center. like to see James in that look, but like he's about to sing or maybe rap. And yeah. then Mike with the conductor's baton. But then if you zoom in really close, the conductor's baton is a podcast microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I like it because it... Has optical illusion built into it. I think that's important. I think it's important to use optical illusion to get people over to your podcast. I've got an idea for a, a podcast logo. Mike dead on a wow. on a doctor's Hold deathbed. On. I don't know how much I like this. The beep 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 thing going on, and then maybe I'm next to the bed and I'm I'm having sex. Next to it. Pass. Oh, give me a break. Who are you having sex with? The doctor? Yes, the nurse. Here's my idea for a logo. <laughs> bit dark that you don't think that it can be a lady doctor, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, it's a doctor. No, no, no. You want that kind of. Um, is it a Blink 182 cover with the sexy nurse? Yes. Yeah. Um, you want that kind of look. Enema yes. of the state. Yeah. Enema, Enema of, of the, the state. state. Thank you, Mike. She got big boobs. She got a nurse outfit that's not yeah. practical for kind of sluicing up people's body fluids. And heavily um, made up. And a big needle. Yes. And and Michael is like very realistically dead. <laughs> yes. Like really scary, kind of like they've left him for a couple hours dead. I don't like that logo. Sorry to, to burst both of your bubbles. Can I pitch a logo? Absolutely. Sure. So this is, this is what the logo would be that would be on your like phone while you're listening to the podcast. So it starts with... Uh, the one place podcast logos are seen, yes. <laughs> it starts with James being born. Starts with... <laughs> and the doctor's like, your boy is healthy. Uh, congratulations. Is this, are these speech bubbles? Uh, he's talking to the camera. And then, <laughs> it, it, then it, the next panel says, uh, like 30-something years later, and then we see James 
like barfing in the bathroom of a club, like a VIP club. Okay. And then he's like, oh, why did I do that to myself? I'm sick. And then the next <laughs> panel is James being, he's asleep and the police come into the room and you have all sorts of drug paraphernalia around and they, they nab you and you have to go to jail. That's interesting because I think it really tracks narratively, but less so just as a thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, like the, I actually the like mechanics that. of it, but well, I actually think, logo, I think that's cool. It's, it's like so, a triptych. So, it's a triptych. So yeah. That, so that when he's saying something, it is like a, a speech bubble. Yeah. But looking at the the, the fictitious lens. The, yeah. Of, looking down the barrel. Yeah. Looking yeah. down the barrel of the drawing, um, and then and then it's a triptych. Um, it almost seems like because it's usually a square thumbnail, you can kind of one more, maybe at the end panel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could do one, two, three, and then at the end one in kind of a square. Fan. I period. think it w- I think it would work. All right. Well, so far that's the winner for me. What is the logo of New Eden like? Um, um, uh, I um, it's just the well, it's just the words. Really, it's just the words New Eden. There's a B. Um, there's Isn't a there- B. Yeah. There's a B, um, and the B. If you look closely at the B, um, its whole body is textured with um, all the faces of the characters uh, from Seinfeld and all the uh, faces of the characters. Oh, cool! Like it's like you know, like when they do like little photos and it makes up a bigger face. Absolutely. This is a B made of George Costanza's, wow. and that's the logo for New Eden. A little Easter egg for yeah people who pay for attention J- for Jason Alexander. Yeah, <laughs> he did not give his consent. Unlike Margaret Trudeau, we are in for a whopper of a legal fee. Let's hope he doesn't hear this. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope not. Well, um, I guess that that about does it. Thank you so much, Ebony, Ebony for joining my us. My pleasure. So I can't believe we didn't even talk about Jeffrey Epstein's penis. Oh, I know. I Maybe, oh. Next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. time. <laughs> New Eden is on Crave. You can just find it there on Crave. We'll put Pops a link up first thing. Thanks, guys. Definitely really watch that. It. Ebony, it, it, is, Ebony it is a good Twitter. show and please actually watch it. I, I've said a lot of things today, but we really need we really need your eyeballs on it. It's very good. Thank you. It's great. Um, Ebony, thanks for joining us. Oh my God, it was a thrill. Guys, I'm going to go wash this cat smell off and uh, maybe I'll see you guys soon. Goodbye, Mike. Goodbye.